in the old tent. Will he give his angels concerning you to protect you at all your ways? So that you do not, they will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample on the young lion and the serpent. Because he lovingly devoted to me, I will deliver him. I will exalt him because he knows my name. When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and give him my honor. I will satisfy him with a long life and show him my salvation. Thank you. That is Psalms 91. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you. We praise you. We adore you. We magnify you, God. God, for what we do is not for man, but we do it because of you. We thank you, God, because we are following your your directions, your input. God, hide us tonight behind the cross. Hide us till we don't want no more. Hide us in a secret place that we can be hidden in you so the enemy cannot snatch or take anything from us in the name of Jesus. And we speak that no weapon formed against us shall prosper in every word that rises in judgment. We shall condemn it. We thank you for your word. We thank you for keeping us all day long, all night long. Thank you for keeping in us place that no hurt, no harm, no danger will come near us. We thank you for divine word of God. We thank you, God, for putting us in a place where we just want to hear a word from you, no respective person, but just a word from you. For we know now that we're in a place that the whole world is going awry, but we know that in you, we breathe and move and we have our being. So we tell you in advance, thank you. We thank you for moving by your power. We thank you, God, that the angels are listening, hallelujah, to the words of God. We thank you that the angels are covering us from the crown of our heads to the bottom of our feet. We thank you in advance, God, for who we might touch. On the, on the line tonight, God, on the Internet, any country, any place, any time, and any space, we thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost and fire. Again, hide us behind the cross. Hide us in a place that, God, nothing comes out of these lips except what your will is for us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, we're going to ask you all to turn to the book of Acts, the 12th chapter. And if you'd like, you can get some um, a pencil and paper if you want to write some name, some things down and go back at another time. Um, you can do that as well. The book of Acts, the 12th chapter. Hallelujah, the book of Acts. The 12th chapter. And we're going to begin at Acts 12 and the 6th verse. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of Acts 12th chapter. 
and uh, in the book of uh, in the twelfth chapter, it starts off in in the sixth verse. It starts with um, Peter's being rescued. Oh, Peter's going to be rescued. Amen. God's going to come to his rescue um, because he trusted in God. Amen. As we all need to know right now, we need to be in a place where we can be rescued by God no matter what's going on in our lives. And here at this point, there was a hatred for the Jews. It was hatred for people that were called Christians and people were out to um, to destroy them. And God sent an angel to help Peter so he wouldn't get destroyed. The book of Acts. Peter was one of the apostles. Peter was the one that the whole church was founded on Peter. Peter, the word, the name Peter means the rock, like the rock of our salvation, the rock of Jesus Christ. Peter was the apostle, and the whole church was founded on the principles of God, but it was founded in the rock of Peter. Amen. And um, Peter was at one point a bad boy. He would get in trouble with God a lot of times. And he was a very outspoken um, apostle. He listened to God, but he was very well outspoken. Um, And a lot of times God would have to accept him because of his attitude and how he would talk to people and how he would use use people. And um, and so we're going to go into that book, like I said, the book of Acts, 12th chapter. I'm going to start at um, the sixth verse. Again, Acts 12, starting at the sixth verse. Peter was being rescued. And it says here, number six, verse six, it says, on that night before, Herod was to bring him out to be executed. Peter was bound with two chains, and he was sleeping between two soldiers. While the sentries in front of the door, guarding the door. Amen. Um, And the prison. Verse 7, and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell, striking Peter on the side, and he woke him up and said, quickly, get up. And then the chains fell off of his wrist. He said, get dressed. For the angel told him, and put your sandals on. 
and he did. So, and he wrapped his cloak around you, and he took place through the angel, and it was real, but he didn't think it was real. And but there he was, he thought he was seeing a vision. And after that, they passed the first and the second guard post, and they came to the iron gate that leads into the city, which opened to itself. And they went out outside and passed one street. And immediately the angels left him. And Peter came to himself and said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel to rescue me from Herod's grasp. And when they realized this, that he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, Mark, where Mary, for many, had assembled, and they were praying. And he knocked on the door and the gateway, and a servant named Rhonda came and answered. And she recognized Peter's voice because of her joy. She did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter was standing at the gate. Father Jen, we tell you thank you for the word. Ask me to teach me to expound this word and to touch somebody's heart that they might know Jesus in the pardon of his sin. God and keep us in a place that we're only preaching the gospel, that we're preaching. Um, to the people so that they might know the living God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, here is Peter. And Peter was caught between soldiers. And one scripture talks about four quadrants of soldiers. So there was like four soldiers in the inside of the prison. Two at his head, two at his foot. Two on the outside of the gate. Um, and they were, he was sitting there. Because at this time, the, the Jews, if you back up at the beginning of it, it tells you how, um, Herod decided that he was going to kill or to attack, um, some of the Jews. He says, and he, when he killed James, uh, one of the, one of, um, the apostles, uh, it says that John's brother was a sword that he saw that it was pleasing to the Jews. So the Jews were happy because uh, one of the apostles' men was being killed. Because at that time, remember, the Jews and the Gentiles were unhappy with Jesus. They didn't believe Jesus was the Christ. They didn't think that he was a man of God. He didn't even know. They didn't believe that he was Christ, so they were already upset and very angry because they didn't understand what Christ was going was going to do for his people. So when Jane was being killed, the Jews began to celebrate, 
And here, Herod, who was the king, decided that because it, it pleased the Jews that he would kill him, they were happy. So he decided he was going to call, bring in some more. The next person he brought in was Peter. So he rounded up Peter and he put him in, in stocks or and put him in chains. And he put him inside there with two, like I said, outside the prison cell and four inside the cell, two at his feet and uh, two at his head. Because they knew the next day that they were going to kill him. And so Peter was not upset. Peter uh, was, I believe he was prepared to die. He believed he had this, he had made a peace with God that this was going to be his last night on earth and he was going to be happy because he was following Christ. He had given his life to Christ and he was out about his father's business as Christ wants us as believers to be about our father's business. But can you imagine that at these last moments and he believed, Peter, that he was going to die. He had made peace with God and began to probably sing or think or pray or cry out to God. But he knew that Christ was in charge and that he had given his Christ, his God, his life to Christ. That whatever was going to be, was going to be. He wasn't crying or be upset. But as Peter was laying there with feet, on the bed, attached with soldiers are all around him. And they begin to lay down and to be at peace. So when somebody's at peace with God, they understand that whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. And uh, God began to tell him, began to talk about um, that suddenly there was a sound uh, there was a sound. There was something. There was a light in the place where Peter was in prison. And it had to be a light from God because they were in a prison. There was, it was, it was dark. There was probably there was other prisoners around and they could hear voices. They could be talking. Um, so he knew because he was in a prison, he just figured um, maybe somebody was flashing a light. But he had no idea that God was getting ready to rescue us. And as believers, we have to be in that place that know that God is going to come and rescue us. He said in his word that he will never leave us or forsake us even till the ends of the earth so that when we have a relationship with Christ we should not worry we just trust in the Lord the Bible says trust in the Lord and do good and we don't have to worry about tomorrow because God's words are true merciful kind and long-suffering but when we trust him, trust means that you have confidence in God that no matter what's happening around us, that when we have to 
total confidence in God that whatever the word of God says shall, it shall come to pass without a shadow of doubt because God's word is stand assured. Whether whether we're we're in getting ready to be killed or whether we we ready for the next day, we have to trust in the living God no matter what's going on in our life. Well, Peter was assured in God. He didn't like I said, there's no evidence of him crying out or saying, Lord, where are you? Uh, you promised me to take care of me and now I'm in this terrible mess because he was standing sure that what the word God says was going to happen. It was going to happen. So we have to trust in God. No matter even now with the covert 19, we stand assured that what God says is going to happen. It's going to happen. But nothing shall happen unless God has allowed it to happen. That Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus is, he is the shepherd man. He is the God more than enough. He is the God of God and King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is the Father that stands with the Father on the right on the right hand of God, knowing that God is uh, God all by himself. So we we thank God because, you know, in times like when there's a food shortage or there's toilet paper shortage or there's, we don't know when the kids are going back to school or we don't know what's going on, but we have to stand in a surety that whatever God says he's going to do, He's going to do. We have to trust. Sometimes it's hard to trust when it doesn't look like what is going to happen. It's going to happen. And we have to have blind faith, blind faith to trust him when we can't trust. We can't trace trace him, trust him when we don't feel him, trust him when we don't know where he is, there's no sign that, that he's coming to rescue him, but he says in his word, he will never. I repeat, Christ says in his word that he will never leave us, forsake us even till the ends of the earth. That means even when we leave this body and we've given our life to Christ, that he stands in assurance that he will make sure we're going to be all right. So it takes that kind of trust, that kind of trust to say that, as he says in John 14, let not your heart be troubled. I don't know about you, but there are many times in the natural, I've had days that I didn't feel that I could make it. I felt like I didn't know that I would make it past the next day, the second hour. But those are times when we must totally trust and stand in a surety that God will come to our rescue. Rescue, whether it's not having money to pay our light bill or 
money to pay our car note or light money, whether we're going to get our children out of trouble. We don't know what God's doing in our lives, but we stand the surety that Jesus says, I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. Well, here Peter is saying, I'm going to trust you now, God. I'm in this prison. I don't know if if I'm going to live tomorrow because I know Herod has now arrested me. James has just been killed earlier today or the day before, and the Jews seem quite pleased that he died, so, but I trust you. And I'm sure that that time Peter began to pray. That's why it's so important to have a prayer life with God. That's why it's important to know Christ for yourself. That's why it's important to know that we don't just pray God when we're in trouble, but pray consistently. Season, in a season or out of season, we must continuously pray without ceasing. Because again, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But I can imagine that Peter was sitting, being a taught between these soldiers, and began to pray. Father, I don't know whether I'm going to live tomorrow, but I tell you, thank you. Father, I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow in eternity, but I tell you, thank you. Father, I don't know whether what's going to happen to me, but I tell you, thank you. Father, I don't know if this is my if this is my last night on this earth, but I tell you, thank you. Every breath I breathe, every step I take, every meditation I give, God, I give you thank you. Lord, maybe I've not finished, finished my course, but you know my course. You know the way that I take. As you said in the book of Job, 13th chapter, but I tell you thank you. Lord, I love you. I plead the blood of Jesus over my life, God. And I tell you, thank you. Can you imagine thinking this is your very last night on your earth? I guess you'd pray all night long because you had tasted to repent. And saints, you don't know how you must feel when you think it might be the last night on earth. I know if I thought this was my last night on earth, I would pray without ceasing. I would pray till there's no breath in my body. I would pray till there's no tears in my eyes. I would pray as if it was the last breath in my body. And that's how we have to live our life. As if this is our last night on earth, as if this is the last day on earth, as if You'll never see your last, your brother again, if you never see your sister again. We've got to take every last breath in our life to tell, Lord, I thank you. 
Lord, forgive me for every sin, every iniquity, every shortfall, shortfall, every thing in my life that I've 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 done and I didn't even know. God, forgive me for my sins, my sins of my oppression or sins of knowing or sins of not knowing or sins by oppression, suppression, depression. God, forgive me for everything. Some of us, some people die in an instant. Even those people, imagine if you're in a car crashing at that last moment and you don't have a chance to repent. Well, we have to live as as, as if this is your last night on earth and that all those things that we have done and have fallen short. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for everything. Forgive me for not forgiving people and having things in my heart that are not right. Forgive me, God, for my iniquities. Forgive me. Because some people I just like, God, forgive me. God, even my relationship, God, forgive me. What if if this was your last night on earth? What if this is your last breath that you take tonight? What if this is your last night on this earth? What would you do? What would you feel? What would you hope to accomplish? Hmm. That is food for thought. Well, I can imagine that Peter or Paul or any of the apostles knew if they knew this was the last night, I'm sure. At some point, they would begin to celebrate because they knew they would be going into the kingdom of God. And they began to um, realize that whether they're being killed uh, in martyrdom or whether they're going to be killed um, just in a crossfire, they knew that they would wake up and see the Lord Jesus Christ and Savior himself. You know, I was studying one time years ago that how the disciples were killed. Some of the disciples were killed by cutting up into pieces and putting into um, places. Some people were killed upside down. Some people were murdered and put in pieces. All of the disciples were killed in all different kinds of ways except for one. Only one died a natural death. So now when we come to Christ, we will, we must expect that we will go through great things. Whether it's great things, um, whether it's trials with our children or trials in our job or trials with our families or trials in a car wreck or what we're all going to go through things in life. 
No life in Christ is going to be easy. No life in Christ will not come without some kind of thing. We all will go through great situations. We all will go through sufferings. Some will go with great pain. Some will go through suffering with families. Some will go through with just being martyred because for Christ's sake. Because when you call yourself a Christian, when you call yourself a believer, we become marked for the enemy to be taken out. Anytime we confess salvation, anytime we say we are Christ-like, we are having, we all have a mark on our back that says, I'm going to try to take you out at all costs. Well, here is Peter. Peter sitting in a cell, believing that today this night was going to be his last night on earth. And this night, he's made peace that this might be his last night. And the Bible says, and suddenly, there was a lot of sound, or a light, it says. A light that was shown around him. A light, a light, a light. A light in a prison. A light that was covered that was covered around him with with a quadrant of soldiers. Apparently they couldn't see that light. But God came to Peter's rescue. Just like God comes to us. Again and then and again, every time we call ourselves the name of Jesus. Yes, we go through suffering. Yes, we go through trials. Whether it's our bodies, whether it's with our family members, whether it's on a job, whether it's on COVID-19, whether it's all kinds of things, we will go through what God has promised us. He shall take care of us. Well, Peter, it says, um, he says, he says that he sent an angel. He came down, he sent an angel. So there, here God comes to the rescue. He sent him an angel. An angel, assessed, an angel from he dispatched his angel for Peter. Can you imagine that you are so special that when you are in trouble, that God would send his success, his angel for him. In a prison where it's dark and there are people around him. Amen. And so Peter was kept in the prison. 
and he was praying. Okay? And the Bible says he was praying earnestly. He was praying uh, with a fervency. He was praying because, again, again, he felt as if this was probably his last night on earth. We don't know really what was going on in his mind. But he knew that Herod was about ready to kill him. He knew that for sure. That Peter had been arrested during the Passover season on the calendar year. And he moved him to this place because um, they weren't going to uh, persecute any people until the Passover season. So he put him in jail again and he began to pay. Pray. Father, I know you put me in this place and I trust you. I don't know what's going on. But I can just see Peter just praying. Father, help me. Father, I love you. Jesus, you're God all by yourself. God, I trust you. I trust you. I love you, God. Peter was earnestly praying. I believe that Peter was crying out to God. God, save me. God, wash me. God, love me. And, Father, I'm coming to see you now, God. I thank you in advance. I thank you for the move of God. I thank you for keeping me on this earth. But, Father, I'm coming to see you now. But I'm not worrying about it anymore. Like Martin Luther King said, he said, Father, I'm not going to worry about it anymore. Because I know that I'm going to be in a better place. I know that you're coming to protect me. I know that you're going to move heaven and earth, Father. I know that I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And the Bible says on the seventh verse, it says, And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared in a light was shining in the cell, striking Peter on his side. So if Peter wasn't in a trance, the angel came and shook him to let him know that he was not in a trance, but this was real, that God was coming to bring him out of his prison, his spiritual prison as well as his physical prison. He knew he was in jail, but God sent him an angel to say, wake up, Peter. I've got I got control over you now. Peter, don't worry about this. Peter, I'm God all by myself. Peter, you've got to live because my whole church will be founded on the word of God. Your name is Peter. And Peter means the rock. So I've got to stand 
and fulfill my promise that the church will be founded on you, Peter, the rock. And Peter, the Bible says, and Peter came to himself and said, now I know for certainty that the Lord has sent him an angel. So the angel touched Peter's side and Peter began to realize that he was not in a trance. He was not dead yet. That he was still yet in his right mind and the angel was sent there to let him know that God would bring him out of this situation. So we must realize that God would put us in a place for us to know that God himself will surely, if it's his will, to bring us out of every situation if it is will. So we don't have to worry about worrying about whether we can make it or whether we're not going to make it or if we don't have any money or if, if we don't have this and we don't have that. Because the word says this, that seek ye first the kingdom of God. And he's promised us that he will provide all of our needs. He said, surely this must be the hand of God. That's what he said. And Peter came to himself. Which means there was a there was a reasoning in the spirit man that God himself had said, Now I know. It's not a figment of my imagination. It's not a figment of my desires. It's not a figment of a dream. But surely I know that God has sent an angel for me. And he not just to send him, but he sent him to rescue him. Rescue him from his afflictions. Rescue him from this situation. From Herod's grasp. And from the Jewish people they had expected him to die. And verse 12 says, and then he realized this, that he went to the house of Mary, the Mary of John Mark. And when um, many had assembled there, they were praying. Here's the power. This is the power of prayer. This is the power of prayer that when you're praying, when we pray, God releases our 
here, Peter, now thinking he was going to die. But God sent him an angel. God sent him an angel. While the people were praying for Peter, perhaps they realized that the first one, James, was being now killed. And they had heard that Peter was in jail. And they began to pray. And they began to cry out to God. And they began to say, Peter, Peter, God. God, protect Peter. God, take care of Peter. God, send your angels to protect Peter. God, you can do anything. For you are God all by yourself. You spoke the, the world into existence, God. Surely you can deliver Peter, God. In the name of Jesus. I believe that church began, the people began to cry out. They began to cry out for mercy. They began to cry out for glory. They began to cry out because they know if God had not moved, that Peter was going to be the next one in line to be killed. But God. I don't know if you realize, but there are many times in our lives we realize that what if God had not intervened? Many of us today on this line would be dead. If God had not intervened, there would be many days people in our lives would be dead today, including myself. Many times in our lives when the enemy went to take us out, but God intervened on our behalf. God intervenes on our behalf again and again and again simply because he loved us. He said he loves us. He loves us. He died on the cross for all of us. He gives us the right to the tree of life. And that same Jesus, that same God, that same angel sent a word, Peter, you got to get up out of the situation. That God's dealing with us. God, we have to get out of some of these situations. God, if you move, if God, if you change, God, if you open the door, we've got to stand and believe that whatever God says he's going to do, he's going to do. No matter how we feel, no matter what we're going through, Jesus is there just like he did for Peter. God can come and move on our behalf. No matter what's going on in this world today, God will move on our behalf. Hallelujah. No matter what's going on in our lives, God moved, the same God that moved. Hallelujah. The same God that moved for Peter can move for us. The same God that moved for Joshua can move for us. The same God that moved for Elijah is the same God for us. The same God for moved everyone in the Bible moves for us. Where we serve the same God of Isaac, 
Joshua, the same God. He moves for us. The same God will dispatch angels from on high for where we sit, where we, where we lay, where we stand right now. The same God will dispatch angels on this for us, on this earth today. We serve the same God on this earth today. When we love him, when we give our lives to him, when we pray to him, when we fast for him, when we are dedicated to him, he will dispatch his angels from on high. He will never allow us to be homeless, helpless, penniless, because he said in his word that he loves us unconditionally, just like Peter. Peter paid the price for us. Peter trusted God. Peter knew that the church was going to be founded on him, the rock. And we have to learn and believe that the rock of our salvation, that same rock of our salvation that created the church lives in us. That same salvation that lives in us, moves in us, breathes in us. That same God of Isaac, Jacob, the same God that dispatched that angel, that same God that moves on the waters in Israel, that same God of Isaac, the same God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that same God of Paul, the same God. The same God that can dispatch an angel from on heaven just for you and I. When we go about our Father's business, for the Bible says that he has no respect of person. He doesn't love anybody no more than anybody else. But it's, it's our love walk. It's our love talk. It's our commitment to Christ. Because if he did it for Peter, he can do it for Glenda. If he did it for Joshua, he can do it for me. If he did it for Erica, he can do it for me. If he did it for Shirley, he can do it for me. If he did it for anybody else, he can do it for me. Because we serve the same God. We have no respect to person. Jesus loves us like he loved Peter. Yes, he chastised Peter. He'll chastise us. When we're wrong, he'll chastise us because he loves us. The Bible tells us that Jesus loves us unconditionally. 
Peter did a lot of things in his lifetime that weren't so good. Even in the end, when Jesus was getting ready to be put on the cross and they came and asked him if he recognized, recognized him. But Peter knew Christ. We all have a destiny and a destination. There's a destiny and there's a destination. Your destination is where you will end up in eternity. Your destiny is your place, is where you're called to in a higher place in God. Again, we are called to a destination, a place. But we are called to a destiny or where we're supposed to met or met in God. Our relationships with Christ. Can I call, do I only call on him when I need him? Or do I call on him because I love him? Do I call him because I need him for money? Or do I call him because I love him? We have to realize our relationships with Christ. Our Bible is written from the beginning of the book to the end of the book. And everything between the Alpha and the Omega, they're all of God's promises. Every promises, every promise that God has made us. Here, prom, here Peter is trusting in God. Do we trust in God? Do we really trust in him? I can't say to myself that I've always had the kind of trust level or belief in God. But I know over the years, I've learned to trust in the God of my salvation. Yes, we all have troubled times. Yes, we all have times when we don't know that we feel that we can't make it, but relationships are important. Peter had a relationship with Christ. If he had not a relationship, I don't believe that Christ would have built the whole church on the rock, Peter, the salvation. And the gospel would have been continued to this day on the earth. This is 2020, but the gospel is still being recreated and spread throughout the world, every continent on this earth. Peter's word, Peter's relationship with Christ, he was fervent. He loved God. He followed after God. And he was determined to do what's right. In the midst of our trials, are we really determined to do what's right? Peter, at one point, um, um, Paul said, he says, when I went to do good, evil was present. Well, there's always going to be a time in our life that we're going to 
be met with obstacles or whether to do good or whether to be evil because that's just the way it is. There's, a, there's good and there's evil and we have to make a choice as whether we're going to do good or evil, whether we're going to go right or wrong, good or evil, bad or good. But the only way you can get into heaven the only way we can live and go back with God is have a relationship with Christ. And as long as we're in this body, we have to live our life as if every night, every day, that if we die, we will end up and be with our Father. That's the kind of relationship. And here, Peter, in this 12th chapter, Peter was in prison, and he believed that this was going to be his last night. So we have to begin to look at our night and say that I'm going to now run, 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 run like there's no tomorrow, run, run like there, fact, as if this is my last night, run that I'm going to witness, run. I'm going to do things for people, run, that I'm going to witness to people, run, that this might be my last night, but I'm going to run on and see what the end's going to be. Check my relationship, where am I am with Christ, where I'm supposed to be. Am I praying the way I'm supposed to be? I'm going to read my Bible like I'm going to be. I'm going to have to witness to people like I'm supposed to be. Am I going to look in the mirror? and see a mirror image of Christ, or am I going to just be fake? Do we don't judge, but where are we going to be in the program? Are you going to be live, uh, look like Christ? Are you going to look in the mirror? Are you going to see Glenda? Where are you going to be? If this is your last night on earth, where are you going to be? When you wake up again, where are you going to be? Your relationship with Christ. Do we have the the long-suffering, the gentleness, the kindness, the joy, and all the other things it talks about in the book of Galatians 5? Uh, our love walk, our love talk, everything. If we were going to die tonight, where are we going to be? Where are we going to end up? Well, this was what Peter was going through this night because he believed that this was going to be his last night. But God sent him an angel from the fathoms of of energies of way, God sent him an angel. Can you imagine that God sends you an angel every night that would sit there and talk to you and minister to you? We have to try to seek that kind of relationship with Christ so that if we die, Where will we end up in eternity? 
It's not about money. And money's fine. It's not about cars. Cars fine. It's not even about our children. We want our children saved. And so what the Holy Ghost. But if you die tonight, where would you end up in eternity? Like Peter. Well, God sent the rescue. Because this wasn't going to be the last night. And he sent an angel. This was 16 soldiers. If you search the scriptures, there were soldiers outside of the jail. There were soldiers in the jail. And there were soldiers attached to him inside the jail. But the God allowed the angel released the chains off of Peter quietly, silently. And the power of God took him, lifted him, and moved him out through the wall invisibly and ended up on the street corner. And as he walked invisibly through the city and he ended up on the doorsteps of where they were having prayer for Peter. And they were crying out to God. And they were pleading to God. And they were begging to God. Because they didn't want Peter to die. But the angel and God had everything in control. And that's why they were crying out. Here, there was a knock on the door. There's a dock on the door. And they were speaking in tongues and they were talking to God and they were begging God. And there was a knocking on the door. And all of a sudden, there was a damsel at the door. And she recognized Peter. And she realized it was Peter at the door. So we say to ourselves, God, in our hearts, God, knock on the heart of our door. And we want to know if we're ready to go back with you. God, there's a knocking on the door. Save me. Knocking on the door, God. Knocking on the door, God. There's a knocking on the door of our hearts. Save us all over again. Knocking on the door. God, save us and fill us with the Holy Ghost. Knocking on the door. Knocking on the door of our hearts, God. Save us. Rescue us. Cleanse us. 
Keep us. Hold us in your glory. Because Jesus, all we want is be able to know that when you want us, that we're ready to come home to you. That if you sent Peter an angel, God, you can do it for us. Protect us and guide us. Lead us and hold us. Hide us behind the cross that are knocking on our door. We want to know we're on who's on our door. God, save us over again. Send us what we need. Like you sent Peter an angel to get us out of trouble. God, send us what we need. Send us an angel to rescue us. Send us an angel to provide us for us. Send us an angel to be glorified in us. Send us an angel, God, to protect and provide. God, you know what's best for us. God, with covert 19, God, Protect your people in the name of Jesus. Protect us. Hide us behind the cross. Hide us in the midst of our trials. You said in your word, 10,000 might fall at thy side, but you would not allow it to come near us. Hide us. Send us an angel. To protect us in the last days. In the name of Jesus. God, you said in your word, there's no respect of person. That if you did that for Peter, you can do it for me. If you did those kinds of things for Joshua, God, you can do it for me. If you did great things or other things in the Bible, God, you can do it for us, God. Send us an angel that will provide, protect, defend in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we dispatch our angels right now in the name of Jesus. We dispatch our Holy Ghost angels right now in the name of Jesus. We come against every force, visible or invisible. We come against every spirit, not like God in the name of Jesus. We come against everything that come against us in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every disease or dis-ease, disorder, disjointed, every spirit not like God in the name of Jesus. Hide us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you now that you're covering us from the crown of our heads to the bottom of our feet. In the name of Jesus. 
We thank you, God, for protecting us, leading us, and guiding us, and holding us. We thank you in the midst of our storms, God. You're right there. We thank you in advance for food on our tables. We thank you for food on our tables. We thank you for transportation. Thank you, God, for clothing on our back. We thank you that our children are saved. We thank you in advance that our grandchildren are saved. We thank you now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every spirit. I come against every retaliatory demonic force in the name of Jesus. We thank you now, God, for we know that the enemy is angry, but the enemy has no power. The Bible says that all power belongs to God, that all power that heaven and earth shall pass away, but not my word. And you said, put me in remembrance of your word, son. Well, so we put in remembrance of your word every word that you've spoken to us, God. From the beginning of the book to the end of the book, we stand on your word. We stand on the living word. We stand in the midst of our storms. We stand in the midst of our trials. We stand in the midst of everything that come against us, to us, around us. Oh, God, to come us, to take us out. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every spirit. In the name of Jesus, I come against every force not like God. We speak it to the four corners of the earth in the name of Jesus, not just in the United States, but in every country in the name of Jesus. For you are sovereign master, for you are king of kings and lord of yours. You speak and the move, the, the, the wind blows. You speak, then the ocean moves. You speak, hallelujah, that everything moves by the power of God in the name of Jesus. And we seek it to the four corners of the earth in the name of Jesus. And we praise you now, God. We thank you, God. We thank you for the fire of God in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the fire of God, the fire of the Holy Ghost. Burn us up. Burn out everything not like God in us. Burn out every infirmity. Burn out everything not like God. Wash us, cleanse us, hold us in the subjection of the Holy Spirit. That the fire of God burn out everything not like God. Every unseen spirit, every demonic force, everything, every spirit, everything, every, there's no hijacking of the word of God in the name of Jesus. That our children shall be taught of the Lord God, that our grandchildren shall be taught of the Lord God. Hallelujah. We thank you now by the fire of God that we are healed from the crown of our head to the bottom of our feet, that we heal from the crown, every molecule, every DNA, everything, our feet, our loins, everything. Everything in our bodies, out our bodies, around our bodies, in the name of Jesus. That we're blood-bought and blood-anointed. That we're blood-bought and baptized by the Holy Ghost. And we thank you for the Holy Ghost. God, we thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you, God, that Jesus died on the cross. 
rose on the third day, and then you sent us a comforter that when we're alone, you're there. That when we're confused, you're there. And when we're fear, there's no way that we can make it through there because that we're, the Bible says that we're fearfully and wonderfully weighed and we are know or that we know us right well. You said in your word that what is man that thou art mindful of him? So God, you know our ways. You know our uprising and down settings. You know everything about us. You know everything. Save our heart. Save our spirit, man. Wash us. Cleanse us. Hold us. Keep us. Jesus, we can't make it without you. Jesus, we can't even breathe without you. But I know you are sovereign. You made everything. And we serve you, God, and you alone. There's no other God like you. And we thank you, God. We thank you for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We thank you because you loved us. Before we knew who we were, you loved us. And like Peter, God, we thank you for sending us our own personal angel to protect us, guide us, lead us into all truth. We thank you in advance for the Holy Ghost. Wash us like David wash us. God, wash us till we feel your fire. Wash us till we know we've been washed. Wash us that we can Feel the Holy Ghost in us. God save our children. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hold us. Cleanse us. God, just don't take your spirit away from us. Like David. They said, David said, God. He said, don't just, don't take your spirit away from us. So we thank you. We thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for your cleansing power tonight. Thank you, God, for holding us all day, all night long. You have no hurt, no harm, no danger. I thank you in advance for the living word. I thank you, God, that we know that you are the living God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. So, Father, we thank you. And we're going to give anybody that's on the line that's listening that would like to say anything. Um, we thank you for listening to our, our little service tonight. We thank you um, for participating just by even listening. We thank you for the the countries that might be on the line or the, the replaying of the broadcast tonight. We thank you for our network, for being a part of our network. We thank you. For my grandson Joshua, um, we thank you in advance for all of my friends on the line. And thank you for uh, my cousin Vita. I thank you for everybody that's here um, um, and things like that. So at that time, 
Um, if you want to, you can open up your line if you'd like to say anything. Uh, if not, then we'll go ahead and um, and close out. So you can take your your phone off mute if you if you like to. If you like to talk, fine. If you don't want to, well, that's fine too. But um, I thank you for listening to the word tonight. And we, um, is there any prayer prayer request or if you want to um, put in a uh, prayer request tonight, you can go ahead and do that tonight as well. Or put a name you want to. I'll put somebody up in prayer. We can do that as well um, uh, at this time. So uh, you can go ahead. Anybody want to say anything at that time, you go ahead. You're free to speak now. So you can take your phone off mute if you'd like, and um, you can say something. Okay. Okay. All righty, I hear voices. I know there's some voices there. All right. Okay. All right. All righty. Let me go ahead and uh, we can uh, thank you again for uh, being part of our broadcast tonight. We thank you for participating, and um, and we appreciate your um for everything. Okay, let's go ahead and pray. Father, again we thank you for everybody's on the line and we thank you. We thank you for listening for the word. We thank you that there was something there that could touch your heart and realize that Christ is soon to come and that we need to get ourselves together. We thank you for the angels that encamp around us. We thank you, God. We know that the angels are encamping around us. Even though we might not see them, but that we know that they're because the word says so. We thank you for protecting us all day long, all night long. We thank you, God, for sweet sleep tonight. Um, when we do go to sleep, we thank you for the sweet sleep. We thank you for our grandson. We thank you for everything that's going to happen, even tomorrow. I rebuke everything that would come against everybody, anybody on the line tonight. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we pray that for this holiday that we all would be stay, stay safe and uh, watchful and prayerful uh, for the 4th of July holiday weekend. Um, we thank you for my daughter and the broadcast to come and we thank you in advance. And I want you all to have a great night tonight, saints, and y'all pray and we'll... Um, Father, we thank you for the word. We 